everyone wants you to just suck up and hustle. And that's not how I operate. Well, at least not anymore. There's always a season of hustle. Welcome to Boudoir Business Education, a show for current and aspiring boudoir photographers, where we talk about where to start and how to sustain your boudoir portrait business. Hosted by me, Bethany Quinn. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Boudoir Business Education. I am your host, Bethany Quinn, and today we are talking about five tips to book boudoir clients when you live in a small town. So envision this. You move from a flourishing business in the city. So, and then one day you have to get up and move, whether the circumstances are because you want to be closer to your family or maybe you or your spouse gets transferred to a new job, um, but you're starting with a clean slate. Um, but, uh, and it can be a little bit overwhelming. Um, you're moving, you're, enti- you're uprooting, uprooting your entire life to move somewhere else. <laughs> It can be exciting. It can be nerve-wracking. You could be having all of the emotions that go along with um, moving. So I was checking in with a client that is going through this exact same process. And my heart broke for her. She told me, everyone wants everything for free. And I can't rely on anyone to book. <laughs> she seemed burned out and There may be other contributing factors unbeknownst to me, but she's ready to throw in the towel. But um, what she really needs is probably a break. So I kind of was kind of feeling her out. And I felt like since I don't, I never want to insert myself into a situation without being invited or asked for, being asked for advice. So um, since I felt like I, she wasn't really up for the coaching aspect. Um, you can't really coach someone that wants a break or that doesn't want to put in the work right at that time. Um, I decided to create an episode about it. <laughs> so, um, because I know there's a ton of us out there that are ready to throw in the towel and maybe live in a small town and, uh, don't really know where to go because you hear about all the things you should do do this, do that, go networking, which are great. It's great advice, but no one really, and I'll talk about this later too. No one really addresses the mindset piece of, um, when it comes to like the discomfort of moving (laughs) and it doesn't necessarily have to be that you're moving into a small town from a larger town. Like maybe you're just moving from one town, one small town to the next, or maybe you're just in a small town and you're not really sure how to market your business or, um, situation. It's all situational, right? I don't want to just like create one. Um, I don't want to just like chat with you guys about like one circumstance because I feel like everyone's story is different. So but trust me, <laughs> I've been, um, I've been there when my leads were going back and forth because I want to address her, the issues that she's having here at hand. Um, but I've been there where my leads were going back and forth and I could, they couldn't commit to a date. Uh, the days when your, your week may be booked for your client to message you 
the day before to cancel or better yet, reschedule. And getting that constant no is painful. I mean, reschedules or cancellations look like a no for now, but until they're presented with um, alternative um, options, which I'll cover in a future episode, it can be hard. And it's really frustrating because you're trying to fit them in through another, uh, like other dates, or maybe you would have like a, um, a waiting list. It's all, it's different for everyone, but I'm going off script here, (laughs) but yeah, getting the constant no is painful, but it is a part of the process. Each no, but each no gets you closer to that. Yes. Anyway, I wanted to create this episode on productive ways to get past the funk So consider this half motivational, half actionable. Does that sound good? Okay, I'll share more after the break. Attention all boudoir photographers. Are you ready for an exclusive backstage pass to the world of boudoir? Introducing my exclusive Patreon membership for boudoir photographers like you. Join my inner circle and gain access to a treasure trove of boudoir photography expertise, tips, and inspiration. Immerse yourself in a supportive community where creativity thrives and confidence is celebrated. There are three membership tiers inside of Inner Circle. The Onyx membership is for the boudoir photographer that wants exclusive extra podcast episodes. The Gold membership is for the boudoir photographer that wants a little bit more with my done-for-you profitable pricing guide for boudoir photographers, camera basics course, behind the scenes of photo shoots, and live Q&A. The Rose Gold membership is for the boudoir photographer that wants it all. I get it, me too. (laughs) It includes everything from the previous memberships that I mentioned prior, plus courses on Facebook marketing, and five boudoir poses that generate 1K sales, plus live Q&A. Elevate your skills and in-depth t- with in-depth tutorials that will take your boudoir photography to new heights. Click the link in the show notes to become a part of our Patreon family today. Now first, let's talk about the mindset piece. I've noticed this is a topic that gets glossed over in this industry <laughs> and glossed over in society anyway. Everyone wants you to just suck up and hustle. And that's not how I operate. Well, at least not anymore. There's always a season of hustle, especially when you're first starting out, but we're not supposed to live in a constant state of hustle. The no's are going to come, probably more often than the yeses. You'll have the moments where you think, Am I crazy for requesting that people do this? And side note, I, even though I don't believe in the word crazy, I think that it's all based on your perspective and of the world and the people you keep in your orbit that reinforce those beliefs. You will find those people that are like, hell yes, and sit in line to be your client But remember, I'm going to quote Florence and the Machine here. It's always darkest before the dawn. So I'm getting back around to, I'm I'm circling back around 
to how to book boudoir sessions in your small town. So bear with me. But I know like with small towns coming from a small town myself, there's a lot of stigma. There's a lot of doubters out there that are like, what? This isn't possible because a lot of the people that I was surrounding myself with haven't been outside of my town (laughs) ever, like not even on vacation. And if they have, it's like maybe once every five years, maybe once a year. And they only have, you know, people build their beliefs on only what they have experienced um, in their lifetime. And so maybe there's someone or something that hasn't stretched their, uh, their idea of reality. I'll get, I'll talk to that, talk on that more here in a second. So if your partner, mom, sister, dad, or bestie doesn't see your vision, it's only because they've never experienced it in their lifetime, whether they're seeking it out or not. So my mom (laughs) thought I lost my marbles when I told her I wanted to charge $1,000 for a collection of images in this boudoir business I was building. And she's always been a supportive force in my life. But it was until, wasn't until she saw me do it that she started to understand. Now I take her on vacations for her birthday with the income I generate from Bethany Quinn Studios. And I'm not saying this to be boastful or brag. I only want to show you what's possible for you and your future. So start now. I know it's scary, but you'll be so glad you did it looking back a year from now. Okay, so let's get into these tips about how to book boudoir clients when you live in a small town. And this could be also, um, it's a little bit more, (laughs) it's a little bit more different than what you would think. Let's see here. Tip number one, make visits to your old study for mini sessions. If you have a strong client base in your previous town, plan a day or two to do some mini sessions. Uh, You can find a really cool Airbnb and book clients in time slots of 20 to maybe 30 minutes, have them arrive with their hair and makeup done, then schedule a Zoom reveal maybe that next week or when you get back home prior to booking your Airbnb. I would send them a message. I would also send a message to the host. This is like a little side note here uh, to let them know what you're doing. You can just say, hey, I'm a photographer. Um, I, I used to be from this area. I just wanna, wanted to book some sessions while I'm here at home visiting. And usually they're like, oh, yeah. But here's the thing, too. I'm going off on a wild tangent here, but bear with me. If you tell them, you can say you're a boudoir photographer a lot of the time I, uh, I don't like be, I like to ask for <laughs> forgiveness over permission. So if I'm like, there's a lot of stigma when it comes to boudoir photography because people think you're shooting porn. So if you feel better telling them that you shoot headshots or if they even ask you, just tell them that you're, you have, you're, you're a portrait photographer because you're not lying, but at the same time, they don't have that vision of like half naked people in their home or their, you know, income property. And it kind of softens the blow a little bit. And then they won't be like, oh, why are all these people showing up to my Airbnb? So just keep that in mind. And I know some Airbnbs have cameras in the home, but to 
they'll have that on the listing, but just make sure that you have that great communication um, with the host prior to you booking the Airbnb. Just a little side note for you. Um, It could be a red flag if they see people, like I said, going in and out of their property. Um, So communication is my love language and I tend to over communicate. You guys might've noticed that, but it also brings clarity to everyone involved. So just, yeah, you got a little bit more extra in that one. Okay. Number two, um, this goes back to the mindset piece. I want you to hang on to that vision and, um, don't stop believing. So grab that piece of you that wants this business to come to fruition so bad, you can't stand it and keep moving forward because I mean, you're going to hear this over and over again. It comes back to your why right? Like, why do you want to be a boudoir photographer? Why um, do you want to do this to empower women? Do you want to do this to feed your family? I mean, all of the above applies. Maybe you want that little extra piece of um, like something that's of like for something that you do that's just for yourself that may generate enough income to take your family on vacation once a year or twice a year or take your mom on vacation once she believes in your business. <laughs> um, but anyway, I digress. That's something. And also, um, there's one more thing. I might bring them back up in another episode when it comes to mindset and I'm a a believer in manifestation. I don't think it's something that is against God or anti-Christianity. I look at it as a way of you co-creating with um, your creator to um, out like letting the your whatever you believe in. If you don't believe in it, that's fine too. Um, I just know that this has worked uh, for a switch in my mindset, and there may be other ways for you to source those things. But there is this lovely group of women. It's called, they're called to be magnetic. They are, they talk about the science behind manifesting, but there's also a lot of work. If you join their uh, subscription service, there's also a lot of work that helps you, helps you kind of break down those limiting beliefs around accepting money, being deserving of things, um, blocking inner child wounds, um, all kinds of, st- they are like a bountiful resource for me when it comes to my mindset. Because, you know, sometimes it does feel like you're doing this and you're in the dark, <laughs> you know? Um, so sometimes you just have, I'll t- touch on this more in a second, you will have, you'll feel less alone when you work through these these exercises that they provide for you. And that's tobemagnetic.com and I'll include the link in the show notes. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> uh, number three, I'll bring this back up again. Um, find someone that is doing the thing. Like I said, uh, the girls over there at To Be Magnetic, they also have a podcast called Expanded. You can get into that first if you're curious uh but these girls seem to know like they kind of like debunk the um old school new age practices of what it's like to be uh manifesting but there's also it goes deeper than just bringing in like manifestations and they walk you through the entire process uh but you should check them out if they're not a paid sponsor of (laughs) boudoir business education but um they have helped 
bring things to fruition for me for sure. Okay. So they talk about this, these people that uh, are called expanders and these people you may know them or maybe you don't know them that are doing the dang thing. They understand what you're trying to birth into the world and they just get it. This is why I love chatting with photographers because it's like you have a deep understanding and a secret language that <laughs> that other people don't really understand unless you're in the industry. Um, if you don't know if you don't know anyone that could be a potential expander for you, follow people on Instagram. You can follow me. I'm doing the dang thing. Um, but only if it feels good when it comes to these expanders, um, it may bring up a lot of envy. It can bring up a lot of jealousy too on the shadowy, shadowy, shadowier side, shadowier side. Is that a word? Anyway, on the shadowier side. And if it doesn't feel good to follow them, just un unfollow it, you know? Um, and if people's feelings get hurt, then it's like your feelings need to come first before those other people. Uh, let me see. Oh yeah. And if they have like a workshop attend, if they offer coaching, hire them. Uh, for me, this was going to the portrait masters conference in 2019. It was my first photography conference and man, did I get a ton of expanders. So we may have to change that name because of the booked or sorry. Oh my gosh. The TBM to be a magnetic has it trademarked, but let's just call it, we can call them pathfinders, but since we're referencing to be magnetic, we can still call them expanders. So <clears throat> yes, tons of expanders. Um, so I sat with a new group of uh, expanders every meal, like it was fantastic. They all had different types of portrait businesses. I sat with people that had um, headshot businesses. This was before I jumped into my black and white boudoir specifically. I met Sue Bryce, talked to one of the mentors, uh, Christina, um, and I chatted with Felix Coons. He was like in the hot tub at when there was supposed to be a party going on. And I'm like, I don't really want to go to this party. Like I'm feeling a little introverted. And he's just like, oh, hey, how's it going? And it was like, oh, my gosh, it's Felix Coot. What in the world? And then finally met Kara Marie. And I have been following her for quite some time because she is also another black and white boudoir photographer. And she's a major expander for me when it came to creating BQS. And, yeah, they also have a subscription service, too, I think, Um yeah, whatever you can get your hands on, it's pretty awesome. And it's always, I feel like it's always just like, yeah, you have to pay money to go to a conference. You may not have to do that to do like a meetup in your area. But think of it as a way of reinvesting that money into yourself and into your your potential business. Or your, maybe you do this as a hobby. That some, you know, it's something that lights you up. Just so that you can stretch your realm or your your mind of like what's possible for you in the future, um, whatever you can do to get out of that funk, because nobody really knew about just from personal experience, no one really knew about boudoir photography until about, gosh, when I opened my doors, I feel like it wasn't really like a common thing until here. And the industry has been the boudoir niche specifically has been around for the past 10 years 
And I mean, I'm located in the Midwest, so a lot of people are open. They are and they aren't. They just don't understand it. So it takes a little bit for people here to um, understand and to get on the photographer, the um, boudoir board, um, <laughs> board meaning trying to get them into uh, shooting. And I do it in a style where it's a little bit more modest. And if they want it to be a little bit more sexy, I do that too, depending on the person. But um, just they'll gravitate towards your brand. And uh, yeah, just keep shooting. <laughs> I'm going on a tangent again. So let me get back. This is why I have a script so I can go off into the woods and then come back. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about number four. Make sure your website and your social media outlets are legit. And I know social media can be so tedious. And it is like the coolest thing right now I per, to have a – hold on. I feel like I'm just trying to jump ahead. I, I feel like it's super cool and trendy right now to have your website look like a sales page. But here's the thing is – when I hop on people's, if I like as a consumer, and I've currently have this as my website layout, I'm working on changing it this week. Um, sales page layout websites are super confusing to me, especially if I am like, you know, I think I want to do this program, or I think I want to do this or that. But where was that link again? Oh, is it a hidden link? Is it this? How do I find it again? Oh, I just can't go to uh, Bethany Quinn Studios again and find it. I have to like hunt through all the stuff. Meanwhile, I have my own life going on. I just think they're just super confusing and like a very misleading way to lead people to do a shoot with you. So I'm going back to the old way of just having like a regular menu. You want to see my gallery? Here it is. Click on the gallery. Here's all my images. You want information? Click on the info button and a little task list scrolls down. And there's all the information that anyone could ever find on booking a shoot with me and what the experience is like and the frequently asked questions. Um, what else? I have one specifically for photographers. Maybe that's how you found me. Um, I'm hoping so because I want to get this thing, this puppy launched. But it's so important to have a legitimate looking website and just invest a little bit of money into that. You don't have to, I feel like Wix and I think Squarespace is like this too, where you can do it yourself, but they also have these really helpful templates too. I've been using Wix since I opened my doors in 2013 when I was shooting everything. And I have like all these different website layouts that have been very, I'm not a web designer. I'm not a, um, they've been very helpful. Um, I'm not a graphic designer, but I know how I want my layout to look. So I can just like, okay, I want these fonts. I want this. I want that. Anyway, <laughs> I'm really going off in the weeds. So make sure your website looks good. Your work looks good. Um, and also your social media outlets look legit too. I am not a huge fan of posting all the time. I will tell you that right now because I am so I am so sick of social. Uh, here we go. I'm stepping on my Apple box here. I am so sick of social media outlets having control over who can see my content and the way to do it. And I'll get into this in, here um, in the next tip 
is to do Facebook ads or Instagram ads. And I know you might be cringing, but I feel like it was more overwhelming when I was constantly posting to social media on my grid and then having to run Facebook ads at the same time. But since I've just kind of taken posts, like get your nine images, get really nine strong images. So when people click on your Instagram, I like using Instagram over Facebook sometimes, but I also post the same content from my Instagram to my Facebook. So it looks like I am an ad legit business. Um, just make sure everything's filled out the way it's supposed to be. Have some stunning images. Uh, make sure you're nine get like really get nine really good images and if you reels if you feel called to do reels do them they work really well for people but it's just not my jam <laughs> i would rather just like pay for a really great ad um to do the work for me um and i'll get into that here in a second okay so anyway make sure your website and your social media outlets are legit and work on that portfolio if you have no idea what I'm talking about, revisit episode one and three on how to conduct your first portfolio shoot. Though, here I am on the script giving a huge, like, <laughs> getting back on my Apple box about social media. But um, I maybe post a few times a month now. Um, but that's also because I have a lot of posts, which I repurpose for my stories. And if I'm in the mood, I may do a reel or two, but that's because I lean heavily on the next tip. Um, but just because, but just make sure you have your foundations down. So people looking at your content believe that you're a real human and business with great work beyond a shadow of a doubt. Um, really quick, going back to website, if you are feeling stumped and you need inspiration, um, I'll put a link to this in the show notes, um, but Creative Market has, and also Canva, I think Canva has some website layouts. <clears throat> Granted, you can pay for them to uh, pay for those templates, but I think they're like, uh, what is it called? Like the, it's a specific type of like WordPress layout, or it maybe doesn't convert to Squarespace. I'm not a website professional, but if there's, a layout that you really love, use that as a template. Always buy your templates. I like to recreate them and then on my own and then kind of tweak it how I want my brand to look. Um, that way I'm not copying the design verbatim. I am doing it in my, my own version of it. Okay, number five, my favorite, create a Facebook ad. And if you don't know how to do this, or maybe you've run into a Facebook ad, or maybe you've ran a Facebook ad before and didn't receive the number of leads you thought you would, you can now get on the phone with one of Meta's people before you start running your ad. And you know what? It's either you got to spend money or time to make money. My time is precious right now, so I lean heavily into Facebook ads pretty dang hard. Um... They're the reason why I'm booked out for the rest of the year. I think I have like two dates left in December. We're now recording this in August. But you like how I added that little uh, expander piece in there? <laughs> um, but definitely look into that. Um, it just take. it's like a, you can make it like a 30 to an hour long conversation with these people at Meta. It is help, I have my, um, 
my phone call booked with them for next week. So maybe I'll do an episode on that and see how helpful they are. But um, one of my um, fellow boudoir photographers uh, is raving about them. So if you need help, please schedule a call with them because she was able to save money and also to get an idea of what her ad should look like. Okay, so number six, if you live, if your town is small, it may be a good idea to run ads and meet people face to face. Find someone in your community who would love to shout your work from the rooftops. Now, I know this is easier said than done. Um, find your local chamber of commerce. If they have a BNI group, I would just test the waters and see if that's like a good source for you. I did BNI in my area here in Indianapolis for about a year just to test it out. And I this, this was during my transition from portrait and headshots to boudoir. And I mean, yeah, there are men and women in those groups, but the leads start to come in and the referrals come in more on like a hush hush note. So just look at it as like, you're just like, yeah, I'm a boudoir photographer. This is my work. And like show them your Instagram full of beautiful images, or maybe that looks like an album on your phone, or maybe you even have like, I used to bring this really cool. (laughs) I created a little like sample book of my work from Miller. I made a little signature album from Miller's and it's just like a little tin pager. Um, I think I had an eight by eight and just the cover was black. It looked very expensive, but at the time I was kind of like, Oh, I just want a piece that a tangible piece that I can bring to talk to people about it. And it was so cool to see the people that were like, Oh, you got, oh, I heard you do boudoir photography, or you're a photographer. Oh yeah, here, this is what I do. And you grab it out of your bag and hand it to them. And then let them ask the questions. Because the more that they talk, the more they trust you. And even though you may not have your processes in line just yet, you always want to give the impression that you know what you're doing. And you have this podcast as a free resource. So girl, fire it up. If you don't know what to do, (laughs) hit me up. Um, So yeah, you want to look legitimate. Any questions that she had? Oh, does this come with hair and makeup? Yes, it sure does. Then you find a hair and makeup artist to work with you. Um, I would suggest introducing yourself to salons and um, find hair or makeup artists. If you be find a photographer in your area that does similar things to you and they're open to meeting, grab a cup of coffee with them. Hey, who do you use for your hair and makeup girl? Oh, and they may be willing to share that contact with you because it's not comp- competition. If anything, you guys are both giving that um service provider more work and that's going to make her happy. And she may even be more um, incentivized to work with you and that photographer. So just think about it. I do that within my business. My friend Nyla is a headshot photographer and she does a couple of glamour type stuff too. She's really good. And she, we share a hair and makeup artist. And then this hair and makeup artist just so happens 
to um, own her own business. She is in a collection of hair and makeup artists in my city. She actually has done some work for my husband, um, for his company. Um, he does video film uh, corporate type stuff and commercials um, that I was like, oh, you work for my husband. That's so cool. I didn't know that. I should have reached out to you. I should have even just asked him. But um, it took me a while to find people because my previous hair and makeup artists, it had a separate like one girl did hair, one girl did makeup, and I loved using them both. But one of them moved to Arizona. And this like back in May, like as I was doing the studio move, <laughs> that was a huge transition for everyone. So it was like, I couldn't just keep if I was going to do hair and like uh, someone that was doing both hair and makeup, I couldn't keep my hair stylist around unless she took on makeup. And she's like, I am not going to do makeup. <laughs> so it just so happened that this kind of it aligned at the right time. So just staying open. And this can go back to, you know, I feel like I'm more open when I take care of myself, if I set up boundaries around um, my business and for myself. Um, I've even put boundaries up around my family just because I needed time and space to digest and just relax and rest from busy weeks, you know, put, putting a podcast together, running a full business, having my Patreon together, redoing my website. It can be a lot. At the end of the day, my head is just spinning. And that doesn't really necessarily make me make good company. I don't make good company. But if they understand where I'm coming from, then it's like, okay, well, then come around. Then they know, like, <laughs> they know what they're getting. Um, but sometimes I do need that break where it's like, okay, I'm going to go to yoga. Um, I'm going to take a shower afterwards. And then I'm going to go to bed at eight o'clock. Um, but yeah, it looks different for everyone. And um, I don't know, maybe I'll do an episode on receiving because I feel like that is also really important and something that I've noticed with photographers that are afraid to receive. So let me know if that's something that you'd be interested in. And if you have any questions about how to book clients when you live in a small town, please, I want to hear. So hop on over to our private Facebook community at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash boudoir business education. And if you're not a member, join us. Boudoir Business Education is supported by our listeners. If you'd like to be a supporter, please contribute on the button in the show notes and we'll give you a shout out during our broadcast. Special thanks to Sarah Wilkie, podcast editor and multimedia artist, BB Quinn Photography, a black and white boudoir photography studio that helps the modern woman feel more confident in her own power. And of course, thank you for listening.